All right, everyone, welcome back. This is the third and final section of part two, the listener showcase of our Very Good Music Masters of VGM special. And this is the final Masters of VGM episode for 2022. Thanks again to everyone who participated and all the listeners who submitted songs for that last section yesterday. If you haven't heard the first two sections, uh, I would recommend go ahead, go back, listen to them. The first one, my honorable mentions, uh, isn't that long, and it's got some pretty good stuff in it. The listener showcase was really fantastic. Jeff had some great things to say, and the songs are just phenomenal. But uh, once again, thanks for joining us for Masters of EGM 2022. I do think the event will be returning next year, although we're not sure what form it's going to take yet. Uh, Very Good Music is also going to be continuing at some time in the next couple of months. In the meantime, you can keep hearing me on BG Mania if you want more video game music. And uh, I've still been trying to convince Prof Jeff to jump on there at some point. But either way, he'll be back on Very Good Music at some point for his uh, getting his doctorate celebratory episode. But for now, uh, check out these four tracks that he brought with four of his from four of his favorite composers and... Enjoy the show. All right. Well, on that note, um, I am delighted that we are finally going to be getting into your Masters of VGM. So, uh, yeah, what have you um, what have you chosen to delight us with uh, for your four composers uh, for for this this little event? Um, so I I kind of took a pragmatic approach. It kind of worked really well that the people that I chose also, uh, to my knowledge, didn't show up on the list of like the 60, the 60 p- composers that other people picked. Yeah, they didn't. And I'm kind of, um, you know, uh, surprised that a few of these didn't. Uh, we'll get to that. But uh, yeah. But- I mean, I mean, video game music is just really. <laughs> there's a lot to. There's a lot to love about yeah, video there's, game. Music. There's my spicy hot take of the yeah, night. There's, there's so much out there. Yeah, like um, you said, hot take. <laughs> um, that I just, I you know, I had, I thought, you know, I'm not really, you know, I don't think of myself as, I don't pride myself as having a distinguished taste. I pride myself on just knowing my taste yeah, <laughs> and just, you know, enjoying what I enjoy and being able to like articulate what I like about things. Um, I use metaphors because I don't really understand musical terminology, but I can still sort of talk about it in some way. Well, and that makes you a really good co-host. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess you're right. Um, yeah. I mean, it's because I have a different, I, I guess I, I, you're right that I do have a very different style of talking about things than you do. Um, Especially some of the some of the tech stuff you've mentioned on BG Mania when talking about sound chips has been really impressive. Yeah, I, um, I can't I can't give myself all the credit on that. I, I remember things pretty well, but that all comes from folks like uh, like Rage Cage and the guys on Pixelated Audio and an an yeah. old now defunct podcast called Retro Game Audio. I've just picked up a lot of things from them. <laughs> yeah, but thank you. Um, I got my doctorate by remembering things very well. Well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Um, so yeah, first of all, honorable mention to Kota Hoshino, uh, the composer of, um, Armored Core. I just found out about him recently because, um, I was listening to some Armored Core music for the Giant Robot episode and I couldn't really pick out a single track from him. I just kind of, I kind of like all this stuff and it's always worth a listen. Uh, It's very fascinating. 
Um, shout out to to um, I believe who's the one gun midnight guy? That's Yuzo Koshiro. Absolutely, right? well, Yuzo Koshiro. Yuzo Koshiro, um, our, our our grandmaster of VGM. <laughs> yeah, um, since I've been recently converted by Ian and Wyan <laughs> um, from BG Mania and like that one Wangan Midnight so- song, I just like listened to um, in like the last stages of my dissertation editing. I was listening to that, and that was just amazing. Yeah. Um, but in terms of people I've listened to ever since. Um, you know, I had my GameCube and I like hooked up my iPod classic back when it was called an iPod. <laughs> I hooked it up to my car and like played music. Um, these are those people we're going back to. And the first is pretty much the most obvious, I have to admit. Um, it is June Sinaway. Yeah. Um, Crush 40, Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, and I wanted to. I've been thinking a lot about open your heart and that kind of like <laughs> crisis inspiration kind of aesthetic, um, especially when closing in on my PhD. Um, but the song I wanted to pick out was called red hot skull from red mountain, the red mountain stage on Sonic adventure for dreamcast GameCube and steam. Um, and this is, Red Hot Skull by June Sinaway.
Cruz's Red Hot Skull by June Sinewe for the stage Red Mountain in Sonic Adventure. So, Beds, what did you think? That's... Man, uh, I... Uh, June Sinewe has a lot of range, uh, it, especially in the Sonic Adventure soundtracks. I don't know that I am aware of anything quite this grungy. I'm a lot more familiar with Sonic Adventure 2 than the first one, but I really enjoyed this. This was nice. Yeah, grunge, grungy is a good way of putting it. Um, I love... It's so fascinating because it starts out like a hip-hop song mm-hmm. with the record scratches and like the little vocal samples and then you have that you know the guitar tuning up <laughs> and it's just it's almost like i i don't even i like the i like the description to i like the language to really describe it but it just it kind of settles into this like really sick um guitar like the recurring guitar riff and like the hip-hop beat kind of just like blend into each other and I wanted to showcase this track because it's more it's more understated than like Open Your Heart or in my opinion the inferior Live and Learn <laughs> in terms of you know big big Sonic themes. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, but like so this the part you actually the part you just referenced um, happens right before the one minute mark and that part made me really kind of sit up and take notice. That was that was cool. Yeah, and then and then it sort of extends. Like I think the the the, the height of the song happens at like three fifty six or something. Mm-hmm. So like in context, when you're playing this, uh, Red Mountain is a mountain with lava, and this is the first true Sonic three D game. Yeah, um, Sonic Adventure one has like slightly less dashy levels than Sonic Adventure two. And there's this like sort of platforming section where you're just like hopping over on rocks as they like fall over, um, just to avoid the lava. And this like freaking jam starts playing. <laughs> and it's just like it's you know hip hop and it's you know screechy guitar and they're just vibing. And it's just um, you know I wanted to show something that sort of showed off the artistry of June Sinaway in a way that like most people don't really. Yeah. No one. That's really cool, man. I feel like Rob from Rhythm and Pixels would really enjoy this track. I'll have to hit him up and, and see if he's familiar with it. Uh, this is really cool, though. Uh, June Sinaway, I believe his first soundtrack was actually Sonic 3 and Sonic and & Knuckles. Um, one, the one track I can remember that he did definitely compose for Sonic 3 is the um, the, the special stage music the with the blue orbs that you have to collect. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar? Yeah, I don't. I hate that special stage, so I don't like to hear the music. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> the music is so nice. <laughs> I, I actually liked. Um, this is a spicy, spicy hot take. Um, aside from like Tails being a complete idiot, um, I actually really like the Sonic. The special stages in Sonic Two better. <laughs> I mean, the special stages in Sonic Two, that half pipe. Um, those were really cool. Those are nostalgic for me, but I don't know. There's something about... I mean, Sonic 3 and Knuckles combined is my favorite Sonic game, and so maybe I just powered through it, but I definitely know the pain of getting almost to the end of one of those and then just accidentally making a wrong turn and bouncing into one of those damn spring orbs yeah. and going backwards into a red one. I just turned I just turned red, so... Yeah. yeah. 
Also, I mean, J- June Sinue isn't responsible for this. Oh, yeah. But you can't really hear as much because of the, the constant sound effects bleeping <laughs> over the music. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, uh, uh, that's actually something I would love to see come back in a 3D Sonic game as long as hopefully Sega will sell the audience for, to sell the, um, what is it, sell the license to someone else who knows how to make a Sonic game and then they can try Ooh. it. Um, <laughs> is I'd love to see special stages come yeah. back. Where you actually, instead of just like waiting for the right cutscene, you actually have to like earn chaos emeralds and difficult special stages yeah. with the possibility of like failing and not getting them. That would be super. That cool. is one thing about uh, I really enjoyed Sonic Mania, but the special stages I thought were really underwhelming. Um, I th- uh, those are the Sonic CD style ones. Yeah, right? you had, I was like, about to say they the were throwbacks to Sonic CD where you're chasing the UFO. Yeah, I can't even remember those, so I think of those as, like, maybe either the Blue Sphere ones, I actively dislike it, and then the USBO ones, I don't remember yeah. it, so they're kind of, <laughs> kind of both. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Rob Nichols, though, of uh, Rhythm Pixels, I was actually expecting your next composer to show up on his Masters of EGM list, and uh, didn't quite make it. Yeah. So I'm glad you're. I'm glad we're getting the feature um, up here. Yeah, definitely rhythm. Uh, not so much pixels as polygons, except for, <laughs> um, except for actually, this is another Sonic composer, which I'm not sure how much how aware you are of that. Um, I was not aware at all. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so this is Hideki Naganuma. Ah, uh, my homeboy. He was. He's like my one true, <laughs> like the person who made me. You know, who sort of brought video game music into my consciousness, you know, as something I want to listen to when I'm not playing video games. It's Hideki Naganuma of Jet Set Radio fame. Um, But yeah, he did, um, I think, a game called Sonic Rush. And so he's actually a pretty... um, Ah, okay. I personally don't like his Sonic. Like, I think it's, you know, I mean, like... For most people, it's just Jet Set Radio. Um, I think there's hmm. because of the Sonic fandom being the way it is, um, and if you're wondering if they're angry all the time, I believe the answer is yes. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> Not so- without reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I'm angry too. Um, but like, you know, I think he probably does have a very specific, like, separate following in the Sonic fandom um, because mm-hmm. of his work on Sonic Rush. But I really love his work on Jet Set Radio. Um, but I'm not playing. I'm not playing something from that because I feel like everyone knows that. So for Hideki Naganuma, I'm playing a remix of a Jet Set Radio song in another game that isn't Jet Set Radio. This is the concept of love, concept of passion remix from the game Ollie King, which is for the arcade. Let's uh, give it a listen.
So, Bedroth, what did you think about that one? <laughs> oh, hot dang, that was fantastic. I I thought I knew this song. I I do not know it like this. It's, I feel like I have been known in a whole new way. <laughs> yeah, okay, so you must be thinking of the original mix from Jet Set Radio, right? I am, yeah. Uh, that one I know. Um, so I, th- but I think this... you, yeah, I think that was the one you, I think that might be like, I think you played that on a podcast, and that was like your first uh, Hideki Naganuma song. Yeah, I that sounds that sounds familiar, but man, this takes it to a whole new level. I loved this. Oh yeah, so I have that. Ask, I think I think I have it right because uh, we were emailing back and forth, and I said, "Oh, you finally play a Hideki Naganuma song, and it's Concept of Love." And I don't I don't really like that one that much. I actually think his other work is a bit better. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. Oh, that's what it was. I played it on the 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 same episode as I played uh, the Sandy Beach of Gumbo, the love episode earlier this year. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, but man, these synths just they they add a whole new dimension, and it's I I just love it. Yeah. To me, this is delightful. <laughs> uh, in case anyone is wondering, free love is too tame for me, but that's another story. <laughs> uh, so, so, like, um, there's a lot of, you know, I think of Jet Set Radio, um, partly from um, my own experience, and I think partly because I feel like other people feel this way too, is I think Jet Set Radio is like an iconic video game soundtrack um, that's kind of really really you know really makes waves i mean it makes waves to me i like to think other other people feel that way um and at least like a lot of youtube people a lot of youtube people are like like that people always repost all this great hideki naganuma songs for me to listen to and so like you know he does have like a very stereotypical style um like i think my two favorite like classic hideki tracks would be fly like a butterfly from the jet set radio soundtrack Jet Set Radio Future, maybe. Um, and one that I dropped on VGM Fight Club a while back called Feel the Power in Your Soul, which was what oh, I think yeah. it was like the apotheosis of or like the evolution of like the sort of Hideki style um, with this like really wonderful like gospel, uh, gospel soul sound to it. Um, with yep. just like him, the best possible mixer, taking like the best possible vocalist. Um, but I took in the same way that like I didn't use "Open Your Heart" for June Sinoe, Um I wanted to. I was very intentional with this pick because I wanted to show a side of Hideki that people hadn't seen before, and that he on Ollie King. Um, it's an arcade game where you actually like stand on a skateboard controller. I think it's like only in Japan. Um, if it's in the U- oh, cool. U.S., I'm gonna like. If it's in the U.S., I'm taking a road trip to it. <laughs> um, but like, and yet yeah. again, Rob Rob Nichols may be the one to ask about that. He's he's an arcade guy, so oh, cool. Um, yeah, so there are there are original tracks, but what really amazed me is um, there there's remixes of this um, concept of love and techno pathetic. Um, and 
like Concept of Love. The so Concept of Love is an iconic Hideki Naganuma track because it is on the title screen of Jet Set Radio Future. Um, probably the best known, the game that's like iconic that really um, cemented his legacy is that you boot up the start menu, you get this like little alien head, press it says press start, Jet Set Radio Future, and you know the vocalist is asking you if you understand the concept of love. Seriously, do you, do you understand it? Um, but in the original version, <laughs> it's very it's punk. Um, is that there's kind of blaring guitars, yeah. and he's just kind of yelling at you. Uh, with this, it kind of slows it down. You have like a dance beat, and you have some really sick strings. Um, yeah, and it really like turns it into a meditation on love. <laughs> um, Fantastic stuff, man! This... Also, Hideki might yep. be credited yep. as his alter ego, Skank Funk. Um, <laughs> he actually like it for a while. I, might, I think he might still do this. Um, like after a certain point he stopped being credited as Hideki Naganuma and just started like all lowercase skank funk um I love that uh, but yeah I just <laughs> I just love the song so much man that was that was fantastic um and we still have two songs to go I, yeah I've gotta say uh I'm probably most surprised of your four I'm most surprised that June Sinaway didn't show up um probably second most surprised about the composer we're going to close out with um Hideki is would have been a bit of a dark horse but I'm surprised again that at least Rob didn't bring him I am I don't think I have ever heard of I've, I've heard of this next game series but I haven't heard of this composer by name before so I'm I'm interested yeah. her name this is hopefully if I if I can ever have been said to contribute anything to the VGM community I want it to be this, um, by which I mean pointing to someone else who did the composing instead of me. <laughs> and that's uh, <laughs> the name is a lot of syllables, so it's actually it's it also took me a while to remember it too. But this is Mutsumi Ishimura. Um, this is a woman composer um, who is absolutely brilliant. She's in my Mount Rushmore because. Um, her songs just immediately captured my heart and immediately made their way onto my playlist. Um, she is, we're going to talk about her when we get back from the break. Um, she does mostly the Senran Kagura series, and this is Pink Sadism, the theme of Haruka from Senran Kagura Estival Verses. Let's get into it. Oh, did you say something? Nope, you're good. Okay.
That was Pink Sadism. Haruka's theme from Senran Kagura Estival Versus, composed by Mutsumi Ishimura, who you need to know about and seriously look her up on YouTube. <laughs> I am definitely going so, to. Man, that was, that was great. Very well done. Very unique. I have, I have not heard those instruments combined and used in that way before, and I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, that's. Um, I actually chose this song particularly because of the instrumentation. I can't tell the. I can't remember the difference between flamenco and tango, but it's definitely some sort of Spanish. The Spanish instrumentation. She takes something established and just makes it entirely new. Yeah, this is almost kind of in between because the rhythm is closer to tango, but the style, especially of that guitar, is much more flamenco. It reminds me of some of Yoko Shimomura's work. And it also kind of betrays the fact that I do I do like kind of busier compositions a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I mean, something it's not, I it's okay to be busy when you have a lot to do. That's right. I mean, that's you kind of have to be, <laughs> otherwise it's not going to um, get done. Yeah, so Senran Kagura, so we talked about an Eroge earlier, which was Yuno. This is an Echi game, which is like one one stage removed from an Echi game, or an Eroge. Um, so this would be like a sort of dead, like I think Dead or Alive is probably like the best example. Um, uh, okay. Is Senran Kagura is about a bunch of like well-endowed ninja girls. Um, and apparently people on Steam absolutely love it. <laughs> And so when I when I saw it on when I saw it on sale on Steam and everyone's like, this game about ninja people fighting is just really good, man. You should get it. You should get it. <laughs> you know, I purchased it, and you know, I was, I was like, I, you know, I'm not sure that's for me. But then the music kicked in, and I thought, <laughs> what? You know, this this like kind of trashy trashy series that I'd never heard of. Um, just kind of like the the soundtrack kicked in, and it would just like outshined everything else. Um, That's really cool. So Mutsumi Ishimura, um, saying I'm going to repeat her name so people can remember it. Um, she is mostly associated with the Senran Kagura series, which is about like ninja girls. She also works on the sort of um, it's it's crossed over Neptunia series, which is about console like video game consoles as anime girls <laughs> who do RPG <laughs> slice of life nonsense, but they're like supposed okay. to be metaphors for video game consoles uh, with Neptunia being like the Sega Neptune, which is like a console that never got made. Um, oh, I, I like her Sinron Kagura music a bit better. Um, there's actually um, uh, she 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 did um, do an earlier song or an earlier soundtrack. It was for a game for the SNES called Spriggan Powered. Um, it was for the Senshi Spriggan series where like the Spriggan is like a, a mech suit. Um, there were like two games for I think like Turbo Graphics or something. Um, and then they moved to make the third entry for the SNES. They gave it to Yoko Shimomura and the sound chip just kind of can't handle her composition style. <laughs> I, 
I mean, I, I think I, yep. you know, I think it's I think it's more in- like it's interesting. I think it's good. Um, there's like a a swamp bass song that I thought was pretty good, but then once the hard warrior can catch up to her and she gets the those ninja girls on her side, then she just like. What's crazy is that like every song she does sounds like an epic boss theme. Ah. Uh, yeah. uh, for all okay. like bazillion ninja girls in the cast, she has like a different song and it's just amazing. <laughs> well, I'm definitely going to be digging more into this soundtrack and um, look forward to maybe hearing a little more when you come back for your uh, for your doctorate celebration episode. Yeah, it sounds. Yeah, I can definitely do that. Um, and finally, you can tell. Now we're now we're moving. Uh, yeah, moving into your last pick, and this is another one I was surprised didn't show up anywhere. I know Purnell is a fan of this uh, this composer, uh, Rhythm and Pixels, and he was actually also recommended by Muddle Madness, our VGM Fight Club cohort. Yeah, um, and uh, you might have been able to tell that I've been like sort of slowly ramping up the energy um, as my picks have gone along, <laughs> uh, waking me up now that it's past yeah. midnight and I can't go drive to McDonald's and get burgers. <laughs> Unfortunately, um, I think what a burger's open twenty four uh, hours. They, though. they don't make the fries right where I live, though. Uh, that sucks. That sucks. Uh, although I might just seriously just get in the car after this episode's over and do that because you put the idea in my head. Maybe with those apple pies and the root beer. Mm. Yeah, man. I wish I was down there with you. That'd be that'd be that'd be a cool yeah cool post midnight outing for a couple of couple of hip young guys out on the town. Yeah, or you know, for us too. But yeah, the, the, your your block here though has been has been very well uh, architected, I think. Yeah. So now I wanna now now that it's like super late at night, I wanna wake myself up with a song from Daisuke Ishiwatari. Uh, Ishiwatari, that's with an I. Um, from Blaze Blue. <laughs> this is Must Die in all caps. Uh, Blaze Blue Central Fiction, the theme of Susano. Let's hear it. And let let the face melting commence.
So that was Must Die, all caps, theme of Susano from Blaze Blue Central Fiction by Daisuke Ishiwatari. Holy hell, man. <laughs> that was that was that was some great Daisuke. And I like the uh, I like the intro, the kind of a little bit of a bait and switch. You think you're getting into some uh, some samurai showdown and then you get into some samurai meltdown. Yeah, it's um, yeah, that's that's actually a great way of putting it. Um, it's got <laughs> a great sort of, um, it's got a great history. Is that there's this Susano armor? Um, it's named after Susano Ono Mikoto, the Japanese storm god, this, the brother of Amaterasu, who um, showed who um, fought against the eight-headed serpent Yamato Ono Orochi. There's no O in there. Yamato no Orochi. Um, Blaze Blue is the dumbest thing. <laughs> I love it so much. Um, where um, Daisuke created Guilty Year, there was a time where they lost the rights to Guilty Year. And so there was a sort of spiritual sequel made um, by um, Mori uh, Toshimichi. I'm not sure... Yeah, um, maybe maybe the Mori is the last name, so maybe it's uh, Toshimichi Mori, um, and it's I kind of think mm-hmm. of just Blaze Blue as anime the game, in that. Okay, so there's this. <laughs> so in the past, so it's this sort of like Magitech JRPG planet Earth alternate future where everything's like a JRPG. Um, in the past, there was a black beast that four legendary heroes fought against. Um, and now you have the protagonist, Ragna the Blood Edge, who is the reincarnation of the black beast, who was, um, he had his arm cut off, his brother driven insane, and his orphanage burned down by one of the, like, legendary heroes who betrayed the others. And this is a world where Earth earth is in like these the population of earth um has to like silo in these like multi-tier hierarchical cities because either is like in the world and so they can't they can only like inhabit a few cities and they have like magitech and the entire fabric of existence is being controlled by these like ancient artificial intelligences that are like named after shinto gods and so the bad guy terumi um, at the end, he inhabits the Susano Ono Mikoto armor, like the Storm God armor, and he becomes the biggest, scariest, baddest person ever. And so they have this, he has his own theme song, and that's what we listen to. <laughs> oh, man. Well, thank you for the, uh, for the history lesson there. I think that that is the perfect cap on this episode where we've listened to some some well as Shukapa would say some very good music and we've also been graced with your with your knowledge with your taste and with your um I really like it your distinctive way of describing I guess we should probably mention um, where it fits into Daisuke Daisuke's like uh, so he does the soundtracks for like the Guilty Gear games and also Blaze Blue and he does the vocals um He's 
like I think one of the earlier songs was like Holy Order from the older Guilty Gear games is that he has a lot of like just acoustic rock songs that are just like rock well I guess not acoustic but they're like rock music without vocals is that he has a lot of like really great guitar music that people fight to uh, um, and then yeah. in more recent Guilty Gear games, he does vocals. And it kind of reminds me of like the South African band Seether, which is like post grunge kind of. They were like Nickelback, but slightly better, which is pretty easy to, be, <laughs> easy to do. Um, is that like <laughs> yeah. in the early 2000s, there was this band called Seether, and they have like the most American sounding sound ever. Um, if you heard them, you'd know. Whereas uh, this like sort of. Nickelback-ish kind of music, but they're like not even American. They're not remotely American. They're all the way from South Africa, and that's kind of how Daisuke <laughs> sings in his vocal tracks um, for Guilty Gear Exard. Don't don't worry about it. Um, he has Love a song it. called Heavy Day, and then for Guilty Gear Strive, which is the new one, he has what I think is like maybe the quintessential Daisuke song, which is Smell of the Game. Which sounds like a early two thousands post grunge ballad written and sung by Americans, but like the yeah, it's got this like weird goof to it, um, and it's like written twenty years later. Um, but I feel like this song is like one of the best. Where he just like burns down the house and just like has he brings life to a story, and I just really like it. <laughs> Man, yeah, that's. <laughs> Maybe if 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 we can handle a full block of full block of Daisuke music, maybe at some point you should come on and uh, you know what? If we ever do a Daisuke Ishitari composer showcase on BG Mania, we'll definitely have to have you yeah. on to talk about it. I mean, even even a fighting like even if I were on a fighting game episode, you can do it like half or like one third Daisuke. Oh yeah. Hmm. But yeah, I mean, it's he's done a lot of stuff, but I just really like I just really like that one. And I don't think there's very much metal in games either. Not a whole lot. Not 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 this this level of metal at least. Yeah. Uh, you don't hear this very much. I mean, everyone's metal until um, the goats start screaming. <laughs> uh, I need that on a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't I don't I don't harm animals. My cat is next to me, and he's a very good boy. I'd never sacrifice him to Satan. <laughs> All right, so before we uh, we wrap things up here, uh, just to recap, um, my honorable mentions for Masters of EGM were Alistair Bremble, Noriyuki Iwidare, Toby Fox, and Barry Leach. Our listener showcase composers were Kinji Yamamoto, Kenji Ito, Ryu Umimoto, Masayoshi Soken, Ryu Takami, Yasuhiro Kawakami, Jack Wall, Jeremy Soul, Yasuhisa Watanabe, Masaya Matsura, Tomoyuki Uchida, and Christopher Tin. And Prof Jeff, if you wouldn't mind, uh, your four masters of VGM. Uh, Jun Sinoe, Hideki Naganuma, also known as Skank Funk, Mitsumi Ishimura, and Daisuke Ishiwatari. All right. Man, this has been... Wild nights. Um, Jeff, thanks again for joining me. Congratulations once again on the uh, on completing your your course of study here. And um, what else would you like to say before we we shut this off? And I try to get some sleep, and you go grab a burger. Uh, nothing more than just uh, be very good people, 
Oh crap, what is it? Ah, how does it start? No, no. <laughs> it's too late and it's been too long. All right then. Well, I guess uh, until next time, play very good games. Be very good people. And keep listening to very good music. Very, very good, good music. music. Yes. Yes. <laughs> good night, everybody. Good night. Ha, ha, ha.